You're listening to the Tennis.com Podcast, and here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hey everyone, this is Ed McGrogan with Steve Tigner, who's out in Indian Wells. This is the final podcast. We're we'll also going to be looking at both the men's and women's finals, which go on tomorrow. Uh, Steve just uh, got back from the men's semis, just posted on the site, so have a look at that. But we're going to do a little preview of the finals today. Um, I asked uh, Pete Bodo some questions about both of them, and you'll see both of those on the site as well. So I'm going to ask some of the same ones to Steve here, and uh, we'll start with the women's final, which kicks off tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern. It's Carolyn Wozniacki and Marion Bartoli. And the first question I asked outright was, uh, how does Bartoli win a match like this? I mean, this is not a case where the world number one is such a huge dominant favorite over Bartoli, who's the 15th seed. But I think the way that Wozniacki's been playing and the way things have kind of shaped out, she's still a clear favorite, of course, in this one. So um, what kind of chances do you give Bartoli in this final overall? Well, I guess she has what they call a puncher's chance. Everybody, that's a classic sort of idea of somebody who can, who may be able to win one match out of five just by, just by connecting at the right time. Um, she can, Bartoli can do that. She's beaten a lot of good players here and there with her because her game is very you know she's beaten Venus she's beaten Justine she's beaten Kleisters um, just by you know sort of this A the strangeness of her game two hands on both sides and um, extremely flat on both sides and her ability to create angles with those shots uh, she she has to be on the attack obviously which she will be because she doesn't move nearly as well as Wozniacki so she just has to be she has to hit her shot. She has to hit the the impossible angles that she that she can hit. It's still hard to imagine. Even when she does, it's hard to imagine her hitting enough of them past Wozniacki, who who really is playing. She played some great defense against Sharapova in in the semis. Yeah, we. I think it's that's a very good point about Bartoli. We saw years ago at Wimbledon how it's it's clear that with her game, kind of a quirky game that I think suits her well in a way she can definitely get by sort of anybody on on the right day and and uh you know i'm looking at this final i think you and i both talked about in our last podcast that a win at indian wells would not be seen as you know oh this is just another event for wozniak i think this would be a significant achievement for her considering you know how her career's played out um one question i have about one more about this match is this is going to be nationally televised in the u.s on ABC, uh, what do you think? I guess for the WTA women's tennis, what's sort of the the ideal outcome that may be that 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 would be the best takeaway from the from this match to to introduce fans to Wozniak a little more? I, I guess what do you think is the is the the storyline of this that might play out best of all? Well, I guess you need you need um, you need her to win. Uh, I guess though. Bartoli win would be more exciting because Bartoli's shots, she would be making her shots, which, when she has it going, are, are pretty impressive and strange, and and have and sort of have that entertainment value. Uh, as far as the legitimacy of of the tour's ranking system, Wozniacki at number one, of course, that she needs to win to to sort of to um, legitimize legitimize that. Um, I guess if she has an impressive match, that's good for the WTA. I have to say, for this this tournament, this has been a very bad tournament for the WTA. The, the 
in comparison to go up against the ATP in this tournament where we had the last four Grand Slam winners in the ATP semis and we had a women's tournament with no Venus, no Serena, Kim Kleisters um, retiring with a, I don't know, semi-dubious shoulder injury because she doesn't, she says she doesn't even care about any of the WTA tournaments anymore and a final with with, yes, a good number one um, but a ringer of a of another uh, player in the final. So overall, Indian Wells hasn't hasn't been a great hasn't been a great time to go up against the ATP for the WTA. No, and with Serena not doing the the Williams is not doing this for every years. This really has been all men showcase at this tournament. Um, when we get to the men's now, Nadal is going to take on Djokovic. Rafa beat Del Potro today in straight sets, and Djokovic for the third time this year beat Federer. This time a three setter. Uh, 6-3, 3-6, 6-2. You just saw both of these guys today. Um, who do you give the edge to in the final tomorrow between the world number one and the soon-to-be world number two? It's pretty tough. It's tough. Djokovic, obviously, a lot of confidence. He didn't he didn't play as well as he played against Federer in Dubai or at, in Melbourne, but he was still the superior player, so that's that in itself is pretty impressive. and He's kept that going. He's won... 18 or 19 straight matches, which is almost a record in in the open year to start a to start a season. Um, but I would take Nadal just because I felt like this was a very good performance from Nadal against Del Potro. It was it was sort of vintage Nadal. He was he played smart. He was you know he made an adjustment. He was he was confident. He against a guy confident with his forehand and his strokes and his strategy against a guy who had beaten him the last three times they played. I think it was a win. I think Nadal wanted to win for that reason, um, and I think he, you know, he can struggle against Djokovic on on hard courts. I watched Djokovic beat him three and two here three years ago, and Djokovic has a winning record on hard courts. Nadal won their last match on hard courts in at, in the U.S. Open final. But I feel like I feel like this was a confidence booster match for Nadal today, and you now just on the basic fact that he's number one and he's been so good for so long, I would. I would pick, I would pick Nadal to win tomorrow. Let's talk one more thing about this match. Is sort of the the longer range of it, the importance of this match, and I I'm looking at that for a couple reasons. One is because uh, the hardcore season is going to end pretty shortly, and there's no you know, these Indian Wells and Miami don't lead into a hardcore slam. Next one is until the fall in the U.S. Open. Uh, clay is coming up really on the horizon, and things are going to shift to that surface. Uh, and then the other reason, you know, I wonder about the importance of this match is, let's say Djokovic wins this, and Nadal, of course, going to be the world number one for us for quite a long time with all the points he racked up last year. But if Djokovic wins this match, you have to, you really, I think, have, have to wonder if if he, regardless of the rankings, almost is the best player in the world right now. So I just want to get your thoughts on. I guess the importance of this match from a more global point of view, not just the here and now. Well, maybe for that day and maybe for the first start of the season, you could say that, but Nadal still owns three of the slams, um, whatever happens tomorrow. And he still owns a strong winning record against Djokovic overall. Um, And to play again, not these two guys, but there's going to be another big tournament in Miami in that'll end in two weeks, two weeks from now that could, you know, that could change a whole, the whole momentum could change again, and you have to figure, 
Djokovic is probably not going to go back to back. Say he does that, then we can, I think we can start to talk about him, him, um, t- you know, sort of saying, okay, he maybe he is the best player in the world at the moment. Two years ago, Nadal won the Australian Open and he won Indian Wells, and then he didn't win another tournament all year, or no, he won he won a few clay court tournaments, but he didn't win another Slam. Three years ago, Djokovic won the Australian Open and and then one here and he didn't have a great rest of the year either so I never feel like Indian Wells is a great harbinger of of the future um, though it would be a significant win in that Djokovic would have just followed up the Australian Open with wins over Federer and Nadal and at this stage and for today he would I mean, he would obviously be the he would be the guy who's having the best year so far I, I would, I'll say that yeah Great. Well, we'll hear your final reports tomorrow on the site. And like I said, check out Tennis.com now for Steve's recaps of the semifinals today, previews of both the men's and women's finals, and everything else involving Indian Wells. So, again, thanks for listening. Steve Tigner out in California. I'm Ed McGrogan. Tune in again. You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com. 